This is Missing Logic's podcast, episode number 155. Today, our special guest is Melissa Salmaran. Melissa has dedicated her work to helping overworked moms. And today we're going to talk with her about parent guilt and so much more. So don't miss it. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. This is co-host Michelle speaking, and I am with... Uh, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) The other co-host. The other co-host. Yes, Tracy. That's who I am. That's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) That's right. So we're still across the country from each other for this podcast. And um, we just interviewed someone that actually is kind of in the middle of us. <laughs> She's yeah. in Texas, Texas and you're in California and I'm in Michigan. And yeah. we just wrapped up a great interview with uh, Melissa Salmaran. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's been kind of in our world in a lot of different ways over the last few years. We've got the chance to get to know her as a coach, as a person. And um, just, you know, we've been talking with a lot of leaders, a lot of moms out there, parents, right? There's a lot of the challenges of being parents, having careers, that type of thing. And uh, Melissa is all about supporting the moms in the world. So you know, the overworked moms. So it was just wanted to invite her to share her wisdom. And it was just really a great conversation. She's such, she's such a sweet person. And she's very sweet. Yeah. And she's uh, very committed, uh, which I really appreciate Mm -hmm. about her as well. And so she's got some tips and tricks for overworked moms out there. And Tracy and I, we work with a lot of leaders that certainly feel that way and feel the parent guilt. So We invited Melissa on our show, and you're not going to want to miss it. So let me tell you a little bit about Melissa, and then we'll get on to the interview. Melissa Salmaran is a certified master life coach. She helps moms give themselves the space they need to to defeat, overwhelm, step into their power, and show up as their true selves through the power of her care method. If you want some more me time as a parent without guilt, then you are going to love our interview with Melissa. So here we go. 
Well, welcome, Melissa, to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, and we are so excited to have you as a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I was just sharing before we recorded how excited I am to be here and honored to be asked to come on the show. Yes. Oh, yeah, this is this is really special for us. We've been looking forward to this for quite a while. Yes, so. and for our listeners, we've been following Melissa's work for a while, and um, so we're anxious for her to tell her story and learn a little bit about the awesome work she's doing with parents and overworked moms. So before we get started, Melissa, tell our listeners a little bit about how you stepped into entrepreneurship and what led you to work with overworked moms with your awesome solutions. Yeah, so I am a mom of three. And um, so, you know, my story is is a personal one, which I think, you know, it's like so many of us, we have to have gone through some of this to be able to really know it and and work with um, the people that we work with. And so um, I I kind of start the story with when my daughter, um, she's eight now, the middle child, when she was about two years old, I just clearly remember the day that I woke up, was getting ready for work in the morning, and I just had this feeling of just uh, unfulfillment, really. It just sort of hit me. Mm -hmm. And I looked around and I was like, what is going on with me? Because, you know, I, at that point, had everything that I wanted in life. I had, you know, the, the husband, the house, the two kids, the boy and the girl, the dog, I mean, everything, you know, <laughs> um, which is everything I ever thought I wanted. And I should have, in my mind, I should have felt fulfilled with all of that. And yet, you know, I didn't, I just felt like something was missing and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Um, so at, at that stage, I thought out some counseling to kind of work through what was going on with me. And I discovered so much about myself and so much around um, tools that are now, you know, what I work with moms specifically with that, you know, I just really never um, either intuitively got or wasn't taught or just like the world around us doesn't um, really show us or I, I didn't pick up on it in any case. And so... <laughs> Oh, goodness. That started really just a deep journey for me. And, you know, I didn't know it at the time. But um, that was my first step towards uh, working with moms. And so fast forward, I don't know, four or five years later, time is kind of a blur at this point. um, But I went through kind of a difficult season in life. And really, it had me questioning everything. Um, And then I got pregnant with my third child, which is such a blessing, but I didn't know that he was going to be in my world. I did not expect to have three children. And that was like, oh my goodness, well, there go my plans. You know, like I had all these plans for life. And up until a few years ago, they had all just you know, worked out step by step. And, um, you know, I just was rolling along with it. And until, you know, these events occurred, and then I had this pregnancy that I didn't know was going to have, while I was sort of like in the space of figuring out who I wanted to be when I grew up, um, because I've spent (laughs) 
my entire <laughs> career, professional career in banking. Um, oh. And so, um, yeah, I was, I was thinking through, you know, was that, was that the ultimate calling for me? Um, and so what happened was I went through a, a coaching program experience for myself, for my own personal transformation. And during that time, it just became so clear to me that I was supposed to be working um, with moms and helping them to see some of these things that I can see and helping introduce tools to them um, and really holding their hand as they practice some of these tools um, that they may they may need some help with. Um, and so it just became clear to me that I could do that. I could start now. There was nothing holding me back from starting now with that. And so that's, that's the journey. And so um, I just, I just started, I just kind of put my flag out there, my shingle, as they say, and said, <laughs> Hey, moms, I want to help you. I want to help you through like the dynamic challenges of motherhood. It's just, um, we're not meant to do this alone. Yeah. No. And none of us, you know, get a book that tells us exactly how to do it, right? You got to figure it out and you bring a lot with you from how you were raised and what you've been exposed to. So I really appreciate your willingness or knowing that you have to go discover for yourself why you're feeling the way you're feeling and what's happening in your life. And I think it's awesome. It's led you down a path of helping others now. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, um, you guys know, I mean, what an amazing feeling when you can help someone see things clearly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think to your point, what I love about, you know, your journey is nobody was there to show you, right? Like, no. It, it doesn't come all wrapped up in a bow right. for you. Here's how you're a mom. Here's how you balance being a mom and a wife. And here's how you balance being a mom and a wife and a, have a career. And, you know, all in this little package, there you go, right? It's just not there for you. And so I love that you found that calling to mm -hmm. provide that for others that are in the same boat you were in. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, as you know, Melissa, we work with healthcare leaders, and most of the healthcare leaders that we work with, they spend more time caring for others than they do for themselves. And then what happens is they end up feeling a lot of guilt about their parenthood, how they are parenting, uh, about their kids, are they are there enough for their kids. So we wondered if you could just say a few words um, that leaders can deal with this parent guilt that many of them feel. Yes. And I know that feeling very well personally. And that is, <laughs> that is um, something that I work with moms with uh, and on. And I think, um, you know, one of the first steps is how often do we as parents really feel like we have the time to stop and question like how we're feeling? I think that so many um, parents have just accepted that guilt as part of the package. You know, it's just like mm -hmm. to be a parent is to feel guilty pretty much all the time. And especially <laughs> if you are a leader or, or working, um, you know, it's, there's so many balls that you're juggling and you, it feels almost inevitable that you're going to drop those balls. And, um, 
yeah, like, okay, well, I'll just get go through it and deal with it. And maybe when they grow up, you know, I won't feel guilty anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think the first step is um, really, this is what I teach, um, is reconnecting with yourself, slowing down, um, because the world is so fast paced, no one's going to give us permission to slow down, right? Um, Right. If you're waiting on that to happen, um, just, you'll you'll be waiting for a long time. Um, So, it takes it takes the willingness to be able to slow down first and just reconnect to yourself. And from there, you can really maybe start to ask yourself some questions around, you know, why you feel guilty. What, what's causing you to feel guilty? And I think journaling is a really great tool for this. Really just kind of writing it all out, getting it out of your head. Um, and putting it on paper, sometimes just the act of putting things on paper and seeing what um, what you're saying to yourself, um, that in itself could be an exercise in which you're like, why am I feeling guilty for this? You know, why am I feeling guilty for working when it provides for my children and, you know, all of the other things, you know, just for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, And sometimes it's an opportunity to kind of look deeper and say, you know, if you, you're writing some, you write something down and, um, it questioning whether or not you should feel guilty, uh, about it, you know, is it something that you can change for instance? So if you feel guilty for not spending time with your family because you're dedicating so much time to work, for instance, um, can you change that? Is there anything in there that you can change? I mean, you probably are working for a reason. Um, so that may not be negotiable, but can you look at ways that um, you can get help or your schedule could maybe get rearranged so that you could spend more time with your kid, mm-hmm. um, for instance? Um, mm-hmm. Just gives you a starting point to not feel, um, I think, so overwhelmed with, like, I just feel guilty all the time. I don't know why I'm not going to stop and think about it. I'm just going to feel guilty. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Just, you know, really analyzing, kind of just sitting with it Mm -hmm. and getting to the root of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then change what you can. Mm -hmm. And it it can be baby steps, right? Doesn't have to be a major change in your life. Yes, absolutely. Because that in itself, when you're thinking of changing can be, a stopping point for so many of us because it's like, oh, wow, you know, I've got to go eat this elephant over here. Yeah. Yep. Just take a bite out of it. Just do one small thing, you know, one small tweak. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to, you know, if you're not, if you feel like as for your example that you used around, you know, not spending enough time with your kids or your family, you know, um, really thinking about, is it quantity or quality? What are you doing when you're with them? Right? Like it's the quality of the time. Sometimes it just takes five minutes with each of your children and they feel like you've given them the world, right? They don't have a sense of time. They, they have a sense of connection, right. right? So it's maybe even how you're connecting when you are connecting. Um, 
and and that maybe reduces a little bit of the guilt, right? When the when the the connections you're having are the highest quality, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Um, and so, just in terms of like you know practical things that you might um, consider doing is. I happen to be very structured. And so for me to keep me, you know, on track, um, I have a, a blocked time that just belongs to family time. Um, and, you know, that could look like whatever you want that to look like, right? It could be that five minutes. Um, for me, I shoot for that, those power hours between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. when, you know, it's dinner and it's baths and it's yeah. bedtime and all of that, where, you know, the phone, goes away. Um, because it's really, really, Mm -hmm. um, it was really, really challenging for me to let that go. Um, you know, I need to be checking emails. Um, what if something's happening I need to respond to and like just giving yourself that permission that it's okay. It can wait for two hours, um, or five minutes or whatever that time frame is. Yeah. 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 That's a great example. Well, you know, we work with healthcare leaders to help them become thriving, resilient, and unstoppable. And um, really, we help them establish a number of different blueprints for Mm -hmm. creating dynamic balance in their lives, right? Which is really kind of what we're talking about, right? When you have more balance, there's less guilt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And one of them is caring for self and caring for others, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's equally important for us to care for ourselves, and they, they create action steps. So they create this blueprint. They understand what they're trying to achieve, the outcomes they want, what they're trying to avoid, or the consequences. And then they create the action step strategies, right, to get them those things that they want in relationship to caring for themselves and then taking care of others as well. And um, can you share a little bit maybe from your CARE method, your C-A-R-E method, um, some of the strategies maybe to help that, that moms can use or parents can use to care for self? Maybe some of the things that you recommend? Yeah, yeah. So um, I work with moms and identifying you know, what method of connecting with themselves, con- the C stands for consciously connected. So, you know, is it, because it's got to be realistic. If, if you don't feel like you can sit down and meditate for five minutes and I tell you to sit down and meditate for five minutes, it's, it's not going to happen, right? So there are many different ways that you can kind of reconnect with yourself, whether it's just um, quiet time, meditation, taking a walk every day just by yourself. Um, journaling is always a good one. Breathing just breathing. So just committing to one of those steps on a daily basis for just a short amount of time um, kind of gets you started so that you can just give yourself space. Uh, just that space that we don't take so often mm-hmm. for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way, when it comes time to really do some reflection and um, get into the A, which is the inner awareness, you really can honestly ask yourself questions and give yourself the real answers that are coming from, from you and not from everyone else. Um, oh, that's so good. Yeah. And once you get there, the R is for re-energize. And um, one of the hugest things I think we can do for ourselves 
is set boundaries for ourselves and with other people. You know, that includes asking for help. That includes learning how to say no. Um, that's going to give us the energy we are at so much of so many of us are so feeling so depleted and part of it is just because we're over committing and over extending and once yeah. we learn to say no and um mm-hmm. really kind of say no to ourselves sometimes with behaviors that we're not doing uh, that we don't you know that are not serving us um and so boundaries and establishing healthy habits um, are part of the re-energize strategy. And finally, and I know you ladies talk a lot about this, is um, to become empowered from within, realizing Mm -hmm. that it's your responsibility to take Mm -hmm. responsibility for control of what you can Mm -hmm. and not everyone else's stuff. Um, and that, you know, reminding, reminding yourself that you have the choice, like that's so, so empowering when you realize like you get to choose how you want to feel and, um, how you want motherhood to look and all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. all choice. Yeah. 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 So, so true. Yeah. That's so true. one of our pillars is mindful choices. In our yeah. true, uh, in our dynamic balance effect framework, because it, the power of recognizing it's my choice, um, and then having some, you know, some concepts to help you realize what you have choices about, <laughs> is really right. helpful for people because otherwise it's just one big vast openness, and they're trying to really feel empowered. Um, so I really appreciate the empowered. Is it empowered choices or empowered? Empowered from within is, is empowered, from, empowered within. from within. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, yeah. And I, we give up our power, mm-hmm. right. To yep. other people. And, um, and, and we're always making choices. Mm-hmm. We're always choosing and we're getting the results of those choices. So whatever we're getting is based on the choices we're making. So you, you know, if you, when you make a conscious choice, right. When you're really mindful about that choice and you're making the choices that are moving you in the direction that you want mm-hmm. to go. Right. And not making the choices that are keeping you where you're, where you're at and unhappy. Right. What about caring for yes. others? Melissa, do you, do you talk with moms about that too? And kind of how to balance that, what they can do? Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, what I would say is, Really, that's part of the boundaries piece of it um, within the care method is, you know, clarity is kindness and and sh- modeling. I, I work with moms in part because I see the ripple effect of um, the way we live as mothers is how we are teaching our children life is. Um, and so they are watching mm-hmm. that. So I think a huge piece of um that is, you know, us modeling how we care for ourselves. And I can tell you my oldest, um, he's 11 and he is, um, he's a lot like me. He's his own person, but I, I, I used to feel kind of like, oh gosh, you know, he's got some of the same struggles that I had, but now I see that as such a blessing because I've learned some of these tools, um, Mm -hmm. that can help him not go through some of the challenges or have some of the suffering, I hope that I had just 
identifying um, different stress, stress management um, techniques. And so mm-hmm. in the beginning, when we started having these conversations a few years ago about um, things like meditation, he really was, he completely rejected it. It was like, oh, mom, that, um, you know, he was nine at the time. He was like, that's not going to work. Um, and now he's become so much more open to it. And um, he comes to me and he tells me like, mom, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling so stressed. And, and we have conversations around like what's going on for him. And um, we do breathing exercises together. It's just so, it's so beautiful that I'm so grateful <laughs> that, um, that I've learned all this so that I can teach him how to navigate through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, well, that, that actually is a great lead in Melissa to another curiosity tracing I had speaking of your son is, you know, we, in your work, you work with parents, we work with parents in our healthcare leader coaching programs. Um, but what are some of the trends and the concerns of children? I mean, they, they've gone through a few things too, in the last couple of years. <laughs> and, um, what are what are your thoughts about that working with parents and um, what should we be all be thinking about when it comes to the health and well being of children right now? Yeah, I think teaching them um, some of these strategies, like I just mentioned, is is a mm-hmm. huge piece of that. They've gone through so much stress um, over the past few years um, that you know, thank goodness, children are resilient. But it doesn't mean that, you know, the effects of this, if, if we're feeling um, bad, like, how are they feeling? And, and they don't necessarily have the words or the ability to communicate how they're feeling all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, really asking them questions, it always comes back yeah. to questions, I think, around um, what's going on for them, being present. Um, mm-hmm. I can remember sitting in a parenting class a few years ago and really wanting to help my oldest at the time. And they were talking about, it really came down to the fact that it wasn't the kids. The kids were fine. It was the parents. Parents. (laughs) It was the parents that needed the help to be able to help their kids. And I remember thinking, Like, oh, man. Um, and that's yeah. why, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, there are things we can do to help our kids. But we, if we're helping ourselves, we're just yeah. naturally helping them um, because they're seeing how we're navigating through this stress. And they're seeing how we're reacting to the latest yes. bad news. And they're just watching all of all of that from us. And so the most important thing we can do is be grounded in ourselves and be Mm -hmm. present with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, and I think too, you know, um, so much of the isolation has impacted the kids and, and I think in a lot of different ways, depending on what age they're at, you know, like my youngest grand, well, not my youngest, but the next to youngest grandson 
when he would have been going into like daycare or preschool where he could be socialized, he had like a two year delay on that. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about that isolation and the impact on their socialization, what they understand about how to be with others, like all, like there's just all kinds of nuances to this, I think too. And just having that awareness that a lot of these different elements of what we've had to experience how that impacts them and their development, right? Mm-hmm. And just yeah. being aware and present with that, right? And and um, and really helping them to to move through that or to you know get those get that socialization in different ways or absolutely. And I, you know, it's a it's a touchy subject, I think. But fortunately, I'm in Texas and we got to go back in person a lot more quickly than. Um, we had that option, I'll say, a lot more mm-hmm. quickly than some other areas of the country. And I really, everyone has to determine that for themselves. But in my mind, it right. was really like, okay, yes, I want to take care of them physically, but their their mental and their social development is also very mm-hmm. important to me. And so ultimately, I decided that it was worth sending them back for that for those pieces mm-hmm. because we just we don't know the long-term impact mm-hmm. of that because mm-hmm. we are not meant to be alone you know we are meant to be in community right. um and so it's a very real thing um mm-hmm. and i just say yeah i think it just depends on you know what your circumstances were and um how right. your kids are luckily i feel like we were so blessed to have that opportunity to get them resocialized mm-hmm. as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But it's lots of layers. There is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I love your, I, I just, I love your first comment that it starts with the parents and being role models and being aware of that as a parent. Maybe you don't even realize that you are being watched. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. All the time. All, all the time. time. All the time. Absolutely. And it, it will come, it comes home pretty quickly when you start seeing some of those behaviors that you don't necessarily love about yourself, you know, like, and there they are, they show up for you in the form of, you know, what your daughter's your doing kids. or what your, mm-hmm. what your son is doing. Oh, yep. oh no, mini me's doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. yes. For sure. For sure. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, this brings us to our missing questions, Melissa. It's just been so much fun to talk with you. Oh, and uh, we're at towards the end of our time. So we have three questions and, um, you know, just relax. You got these. They're, they're nothing. <laughs> serious, <laughs> right. They're just kind of, kind of ways for us to get to know you a little bit more. Our listeners mm-hmm. get to know you a little bit more. And um, so the first one is if you and your husband could take a dream vacation without kids, mm. where would you go and why? Yes. Okay. Well, that's easy. Um, we both love the beach. So anywhere tropical is, is good. Um, I was just doing something for fun the other day and looking up trips um, to take. Uh, not that we have anything planned yet, but um, I looked up Maldives and oh my oh, goodness, mm-hmm. so beautiful, crystal clear water, little hut on the water. I mean, just sounds fabulous to me right now. And I would love to be there with him and just 
<sighs> Forgetting everything. Chilling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That sounds awesome. Great choice. Now, <clears throat> here's another one. Who is someone you admire and why? Oh my <clears throat> goodness. That one is that one is challenging. There's so many people that I admire. Um I, one of the first people um, that comes to mind, which is probably a lot of people's, but I love Oprah. Um, I remember years ago, I don't know, 2004 or so, whenever she came out with her magazine, I remember running out and grabbing her magazine and just reading it cover to cover. I just, because I just, um, just loved the conversations that she had with people. I love seeing how she overcame so much in her life um, and, you know, became the woman that she is now and has been for so, so many years. And, you know, mm-hmm. speaking of someone who asked questions, she asked some questions, mm-hmm. I'm sure of herself. I'm sure she's had as many, many questions of herself throughout the years. And of course, mm-hmm. so many incredible people. She's learned, gotten to learn from so many incredible people and share that with the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the quality of your life is based on the quality, quality of the questions you ask yourself. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's great. So here is our wrap up question. So, you know, we work with healthcare leaders on bringing polarity intelligence um, as a leadership competency. And one of the aspects of understanding how polarities work is they're, you know, two interdependent values of pairs that may seem opposite or contradict each other, but they need each other. So we're going to share a polarity with you. And um, it is very common for to have a preference poll. In fact, most of us have a preference poll, even though they both, you know, exist. So I'm going to share polarity with you, Melissa, and have you tell us and our listeners what your preference poll is. Ooh. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Consistency or adaptability? Oh, adaptability. Okay. You yeah. like to kind of go with the flow? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wait, is that right? Is that right answer? No. <laughs> no right there's, wrong answer. there's no right or wrong. No, I'm just questioning about, yeah, I think going with the flow is, yeah, for sure. I had to learn that from a very learn, young age, and I think it's, it serves me well. Yeah. That's good. Well, what I love about what you said earlier is you're very structured. And the structure can bring consistency, but when you look at it from a polarity perspective, if you've had that consistency, it enables you to be more adaptable at the same time too, because you need both. You, you clearly need both consistency and adaptability in life, but so that's, that's great. Yeah, it's so true. And so my husband helps me a lot with this too, I think, um, you know, it, I, sometimes I do get in a box a little bit. Um, I'll admit it and he'll, and he'll point that out to me. And so he really has shown me throughout our relationship, like where you need to be adaptable. Cause he'll, he used to always ask me, okay, but if that doesn't work out, like, you know, um, what, you know, like let's be, <laughs> what's our backup plan or whatever. Like, let's not be so tied yeah. into, um, being in that box. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. My husband was a great one for helping me with that too. And we had kids. 
<laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when our kids lived with us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay, man. Honey. They it's teach okay. you how to be adaptable, don't they? <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, just don't go in that room and look at that laundry all over the floor. <laughs> Teach them how to do their own laundry. That was the best thing. <laughs> oh, man. I know. We're working on that. We're slowly working up to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're getting into that age. You're getting into that age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Melissa, where can our listeners find you? Like, where are some places for them to connect Yeah. With you? Um, so the best place to connect with me is in my Facebook group for Overworked Moms. And I'm happy to share Ooh. that link um, with you all. Okay. And um, I am on Instagram, if you're not a Facebook person, at Melissa underscore mom coach. Okay. I have a website as well um, where you can learn more about my programs. And it is MelissaSalmaron.com. Great. Awesome. And we will put all those links in the show notes so everybody has access to you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, so much fun. I just loved listening to you talk about, and you have such passion for what you're doing. It's obvious that this is very heartfelt for you. And um, I just really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with all of our leaders that are moms out there. I know. Manage manage the mom thing and the work thing and the life thing. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. All the things. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. Yeah. Thank you, Melissa. I just really appreciate your pearls of wisdom that you shared. And I just, you know, what mom doesn't want a partner or coach to kind of help them through the steps. So I think it's great you're out there helping them. I wish I would have. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I really wish I would have had one. I agree. Yeah. Well, that's why awesome. you're what, that's why you're doing what well, you're doing. Well, that's why I do what I do. That's yes, right. it's absolutely true, but I, you know, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be at this point without, you know, having had a lot of support along the way myself. And so, I sure. 100% needed across the board. Yes, yeah. It absolutely. Is. It, is. it is. Okay, well, that's a wrap up for us listeners, another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, and um thank you so much for joining us. Check Melissa's workout and we will see you on our next episode. Stay safe and healthy. Yeah. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.